What's up, guys? Back here with another episode of our Dumpster Talks. We're joined here by Nathan Shea, and he is the um, founder and owner of Secure Structs LLC. So you guys are uh, big in the cybersecurity area. Yep, that's and, what we um, do. Cool, yeah. that's awesome. Do you kind of want to give us some? Um, well, I guess I just kind of said cybersecurity, but you want to kind of sure talk about what you guys what we do, do? Yeah, day to day and stuff. Yeah, we uh, primarily, like you said, we work in the. Uh, with our clients, cybersecurity, engineering, awesome. uh, support, primarily government, de Department of Defense space, but um, we started breaking out um, as there became more awareness for this need and uh, just more requirements being pushed down to commercial clients. We've grown in that space too. So cool. we're located here in Lancaster, uh, downtown Lancaster, uh, moved our offices up from Arlington, uh, Virginia a few years ago, um, really a little bit before uh covid and uh just uh, made this our home and um you know i'm originally from lancaster and so i was tired of driving down to, to arlington oh, yeah. uh every so week tough. but uh yeah our work is is primarily uh to help secure um our clients environments help them be compliant with all the requirements that they have and then help help them engineer solutions yeah there's to, a big uh, to stay there that's definitely a big um big like problem you have to keep like all the, everything runs on like technology and computers nowadays so yeah. every business really affected by yeah and you know like i said um folks are starting to wake up boards are starting to really uh work into their budgets um you know uh, carve out money to like the to need be, for you guys yeah for us for folks like us rather than trying to just wing it or hope and pray that it's it's going to work out they're bringing in uh, folks like ourselves to help cool. make it more compliant. And then there's other reasons too, like just requirements. Like the government has a lot of requirements for defense contractors and to be at a certain level of compliance. And so they have to get looked at. And that's something we do too is go in there and validate what they're doing. So Nice, awesome. nice. So I guess like working with technology, at least for me, I get frustrated quickly. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest part you would say is about like your job that you found? Um yeah, it's really getting buy-in from the folks that uh, we're going out there and helping. Like they want you to come out and help, but then whenever they see sometimes how how much work they have to do, it's um, you know like drinking from a fire hose in many ways. They're just mm -hmm. like overwhelmed with the work that is in front of them. If they want to be, you know, really um, compliant and secure, and you really have that what we call defense in depth. Many times it's just um, you know they're hoping that a firewall or um, you know, passwords will do, but it usually is uh, just kind of the the start. So, from a so I guess just trying to get them on board and maturing them. That doesn't have to be all done overnight. It'll, it'll take time, um, mm -hmm. and you know, um, helping them know that hey, you can be patient here. It's not a um, it's not something that has to be done overnight. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess like um. And going off what Todd said, technology kind of, a lot of people, like, it seems like a lot of people who are in your space kind of knew that they wanted to do that type of thing. Did you always know um, cybersecurity something you kind of, did you fall into it or did yeah, you? Yeah, so, yeah, I did. It was kind of a, I didn't even know what I was getting hired for whenever I put my application in to do this work. I, I was doing work at the U.S. Army War College back in um, early 2000. And uh, there were security needs, but it wasn't really uh, a priority. Uh, operations was a priority, getting ones and zeros to 
you know, go across the wire was a priority, keeping things on uh, was a priority. And then uh, I took a job with an agency called DISA, Department of Information Systems Agency, mm -hmm. up in Chambersburg, and they write a lot of the requirements for the Department of Defense on how to stay secure. So if you have a, a Windows server, they're going to write, this is how you do it step by step, all these security settings. And, um, and so, um, really didn't know what I was um, necessarily applying for when I took that job, and then I traveled really all over the world, um, helping different agencies and bases um, become secure, do their audits, making sure that um, you know those gap those gap assessments, so that where they were deficient, we would give them a path to how they could be more secure. So when I so that was like 2004, and that's I've been doing that you know, ever since. Um, in 2013, I started our company, Secure Structs, and um, just saw a real need for um, these contract, these defense contractors, a real need for them to become secure. And they were starting to become interest, but they didn't really know how to navigate, didn't know how to secure their environments. So we've been doing this for 10 years, and we're like, we can help you out. And yeah. that's really where we got our start as a company, um, really flipping the tables. Instead of going out there and saying, you guys are terrible, you know, doing an audit, punching them in the nose and saying, you know, good luck. Um, we um, said, hey, we're going to do this audit, but then we're going to help you fix this. We're going to come beside you and navigate you through, um, you know, these security requirements and you know, just be a, more of a partner and less of a, you know, an auditor. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of just uh, evolved from there and we really we really do think of ourselves as partners with our clients and um you know so yeah, nice. that, makes, did, that makes sense sorry did you always know that you wanted to be a business owner no not really um i think in 2008 though i started to get the, the itch started the company didn't really do a whole lot with it but um didn't really bring on employees just did some projects here and there and then in 13 really saw some opportunities and uh said okay we're going to do this jump. I'm not sure what it looks like. I'm not sure if I'm ready, but we're going to uh, jump in here and start taking on some employees and had some opportunities that came in front of us. And um, it's slowly but surely grown. And uh, it's been a great ride. And um, learn a ton about yourself. You learn, uh, you learn a ton about how to communicate um, and, um, you know, become much more aware of, of your blind spots. Would you uh, say that... I guess so. You, you started the company then ten years ago. Yeah. Did you think that kind of it went fast? And how was it like in like in the beginning? I guess you started like the defense contracts. They didn't really do any cybersecurity. I guess. Yeah. Before. I mean, a lot of the contractors, defense contractors, um, didn't think that they um, really needed to be um, compliant. And then in about 2016, 17, a lot of requirements came pushing down on them, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh wow, we we yeah, have to. We have to get our house in order here, but yeah, we're coming up on ten years. Um, I like to say, you know, the days are long, the uh, the years are, are short, and yeah. um, you know, you look back and it did fly. But when you're in it, you're like, wow, this is a these are long days, and um, and you learn a lot all along the way. And you know, I, who knows what it's going to look like in ten years from now? But um, we've been uh, we've been blessed and. Like I said, May May of this year will be our 10-year anniversary. We're looking forward oh, yeah. to celebrating that. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And, how, uh, so. Not to cut you. How important good. do you think it is to take that risk, though? Because, like, 
I'm sure, like how you said, it's long days. Um, I'm sure it wasn't easy to start it. And a lot of people are scared to even take that risk, but it's, it's yeah. obviously been paying off. How important do you think that, uh, it's, that is? I mean, you you got to have a little bit of appetite for that, and you can't be afraid to fail. I was, um, I was telling Gil, I think, earlier that, you know, at your age, you can make 15, 20 mistakes between now and 30 and recover, like big mistakes. Like start a couple companies, fail, re, <clears throat> you learn a ton, and then, you know, you know, start another one and, and get good at it. Um, there, you guys are young and, and there's not too many things that you're gonna do. Um, you know, if you got your head on straight, you make these mistakes, you'll learn a lot. And that's really what it's all about, is just learning from those mistakes. Every, I mean, every day, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys ever play those video games where um, there's, you're kind of, it's, you're starting out and there's, it's all black. And as you move along, it starts to you know, become more clear and, and the terrain opens up and you kind of, um, you know, as you, as you uh, get better at the game, you get more visibility. It's kind of like that with a business. Like it's every day, it's still, there's these little dark spots that you're still discovering and, and you know, becoming aware. And um, so. Always learning. Always learning and um, always failing. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's how you learn is um, hopefully the, you know, sometimes, and that's something we talk about as a team is, uh, hey, you failed, great, what did you learn? And then celebrating those those failures because we were able to learn from them and hopefully, you know, not make them again. But, um, you know, nothing wrong with a new failure and uh, a, a new recovery. So, yeah, for sure. so anyway, for, as, as young guys, you guys have uh, a ton of opportunity to fail and learn. And, but, you know, but hopefully the, your 10 year self from now will look back and be like, wow, I learned a lot. And, uh, yeah. I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm standing where I'm at. How it's, many um, employees did you start with? Well, it was just me to start, and then slowly brought in some folks. Grew pretty quickly in uh, the 2015, 2016. We did a lot of work at the Pentagon, and had an opportunity to bring on, you know, a good um, chunk of um, employees and uh, grow with inside uh, the work we were doing there. And so now we're about 45 employees. And um, okay. really throughout the country, um, we have about 10 or 12 here in Lancaster or in the proximity of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And then, um, you know, the rest of our scattered throughout the country supporting clients. Um, some are working out of their homes. Some are traveling into uh, sites. A lot of the work we do is in the classified side. So you just can't do that from your home. you got to go into yeah. their facilities and do the work there. And there's some people that just every day go to the same support the same client so it's a mix but and, uh, yeah what would you what would you say for someone that like wants to like get into like the field of what you do like, yeah how would they go about it um you know it, it's changed quite a bit from 10 15 years ago a lot of folks would go and get their computer science degree kind of a generic degree learn <clears throat> learn how computers work um but i think Learning a, a, a language, a computer language, a software language is really important these days. Everything is uh, really uh, being automated. Lots of conversations and, and about AI and where that's going to fit within cybersecurity. So AI is, you know, it's a new frontier. It's kind of like the the gold rush right now, and there's lots of um, areas there I think to create efficiencies in our in our space. 
Um, but you know, I'm not as concerned, at least the people that I bring on board, I'm not so much concerned about their degrees or their, their college uh, degrees. I'm, I'm more concerned about are they curious and there's a lot of certifications out there in our space to, from technical certifications to security certifications and that's where I, I point folks to is to be get certified um, in some of the technologies that um, that we work with to, to secure and harden. So college degree to me is just not as, as important um, as, and I think that's becoming more and more in many fields, it's just not as, as critical. Obviously still to be a doctor and an attorney, you need to go through the boards and, and that classical training. But for us, it's, there's so many ways to attack this, but you know, being curious and uh, wanting to learn and uh, putting the time in is really, we're looking for, for folks like that. But like I said, college degree is not as important as it used to be. And it's changing fast. It's changing so fast right now. Mm-hmm. I guess it always has, but um, especially over the past couple of years, it's accelerated. And uh, so. How do you think that's going to affect like people who are in school now and who like in college? Are, yeah, yeah. In, high, in, in high school now, looking well, to go to college. Yeah, I mean, if you're in college now, I would just stick with it and, and finish it up. Um, I think it, there's still a lot to be said about you know having a college degree and that you were able to accomplish a four year, you know, typically a four year um, life or a four year degree. It takes a lot of time and planning and just a lot of grit to be like all right, another paper, another semester, but not you know quitting and giving up. So I still think there's quite a bit of. And the universities, too, are getting smarter. They're becoming, uh, we work with a few where they're getting more hands-on and less theory in the classroom and um, getting internships out there. Uh, so there's, they are getting better at it. Um, I just think you could probably get to you know, point B a lot faster uh, by just getting certifications, getting specific classes, specific yeah. um, courses, and, and doing that versus, you know, taking the, the gym classes and psych 101 and all that yeah you know, it's, it's easier it. to learn like if you're going towards a specific job it's easier to just learn like yeah. doing that job yeah I think about what you guys are doing if you had a four-year degree in recycling you would be like oh my gosh I, I could what Dan is doing here and what you guys are learning here you, you know nothing no four-year degree is going to yeah to prepare you for this yeah it definitely gives you like the overall knowledge that you need but I feel like until you get like actually in the field you'll never like yeah. learn it a lot of theory and that's where I think the universities are are getting smart at least the, the ones that are doing cybersecurity programs they're they're getting interns um, you know much earlier in their junior year uh, senior year they're getting more hands-on because nothing beats it than uh, yeah. you know a bunch of book book theory so that's very true Sure. Um, we can kind of switch out a li- switch over a little bit um, sure. outside of your job. Uh, you're you're mentioning you had a son that's also our age. Yeah. How is it kind of just bouncing out like your family life and yeah, this, this my kind of uh, work also. I've got five kids. Um, wow. Four of them are in, um, four of them are 16 and older. Um, I have a daughter that's um, a, a nurse at LGH at their heart unit. She just got that job. Graduated last year. Nice. I have a son who's moving back from California. Um, he's with the ministry, and um, not quite sure what he's going to do next. But um, he's um, he's figuring that out, and he'll, he'll have it figured out by the end of summer. Oh, yeah. um, 
And then I have a daughter that's coming home from Costa Rica today. She took a gap year down in Costa Rica to learn Spanish and um, just uh, looking forward to having her home. Yeah. And then, Did you get to see her? You said she's coming home today? Today. Tonight. Wow. Tonight. Midnight tonight. So we'll pick her up. Cool. And then uh, I have a daughter. She's uh, in high school, 16, over at LCCS. Um, and she plays basketball and she'll be a junior next year. Cool. And um, then I have a five-year-old boy. So that's a whole yeah. different podcast, but yeah. uh, five-year-old boy, and uh, he's uh, he's a crazy, crazy, full of energy kind of guy. So, yeah. Dan's making some noise up in there. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's all right. Good job, Dan. Hope, hopefully, everybody's okay. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> got it. Love it. Now he's trying to be quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think? Kind of, what do you think is the like the biggest? Um, challenge i guess balancing out your work and home life would you say um how do you deal, deal with yeah that i mean i've it's always a a challenge but it, you have to be intentional uh, i would say earlier on when you're starting the company out there's just uh there's a lot of burning the midnight oil um you know back in the day for me it was um you know doing the i was still billing and helping the client out and then going home at night and trying to run the business at night um mm-hmm. I've been, it's been great and we brought in a leadership team and we've been able to develop that leadership team out and so I don't have to bill to the client anymore but more in the business itself. So it really is just being intentional about hey, five, six o'clock, that that lid of the laptop's going down and it's family time unless there's an emergency or it's just that balance. Getting sleep is is critical. Um, You know, there was a lot of Sleepless nights, or waking up with you know sweating bullets early on, on uh, you know how, you know just whatever it was, um, but you know getting good eight hours of sleep, getting good exercise, it's, it's just important if you're going to be able to do well at the, uh, at the business. Yeah. So you can come, you know, ready, um, and just um, you know, presenting yourself well to the. Cl- to the cl- to the employees and um, you know, so it's really important health sleep diet it all bleeds into work got to pay attention yeah. to all of it That's for right. sure you mentioned you put together a leadership team and um, Dan mentioned you guys are invested together in your peer groups yeah. I know Alex is invested and I'm Great. looking to get into a peer group how important awesome. do you think it is to like number one like send your employees to that kind of stuff and just like having the trust to um to like have a leadership team and kind of putting some of your like I guess you would say like part of your role into other people that's a great question and it's it's something that I think a lot of founders or owners have a hard time early on is letting go of the vine and and you know pushing out that trust to your to the folks that you've hired that you really want them to help you out but then you still are like oh I, I do that just a little bit differently so let me get in there and and you know tinker and, and mess it up you know really but you we hired this team and um, it's been a process for me to just extend that trust and let go and say hey you guys are better at this than i am um, and um, so and so it's really important to continue to have um you know to continue to get that training for those folks as well because you're never done learning and you're never it's being a leader is like you don't reach the goal line it's it's a constant you know um, process and so I want that for them as well so that they can learn so if they're with with me whenever 
the company sells someday or when I retire, I want them to be in the best position to either move on to the next thing for them in their life or to take over the business. So it's, it's critical and um, it's, you know, I'm a big advocate for getting our folks in as much as possible so that they can grow in their, uh, in their roles and, um, and lead. We're all leaders to one degree or another. And, um, you know, whether it's a small team or just yourself, you have to, you know, manage yourself. And, um, and if you can't manage yourself well, it's going to be tough for you to manage your, your team as well. So um, giving them the tools and also the peer group that they can bounce ideas off and say, hey, I'm not alone. You know, often you think that, oh, this problem is just kind of exclusive to, to my business. And maybe it is to, you know, to, um, you know, there's a piece of it that is, but overall, many businesses are dealing with the same problems with hiring, retention, you know, their, their P&L, and um, having a, a group of folks that you can lean on and, and say, hey, I'm, I'm going through this, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? We as a company went through that uh, as well, and here's how we work through it. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so glad Dan's getting you guys into these uh, peer groups um, and uh, great speakers. And, uh, yeah. It helps you, to think, like, bigger picture, I would say, kind of. Yeah. You're not in the, like, for that specific day, you're not in the work day, but you can just kind of get to think of, like, think yeah. of it in a different way. Yeah. And um, he's, he's doing the right thing, grooming you guys for whether you're going to, you know, take on a larger role here or if, you know, at some point if you ever move on to another career or another, um, you know, role in, in life, you'll have this experience and, and the tools to, to help you make that jump. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really look up to Dan and what he's doing with you guys, and yeah. um, you got a good, you got a great leader here. I appreciate sure, that, so. man. Appreciate that. Yeah. How do you take kind of? So you were talking about how you're also a basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. Love to take any of these lessons into that, or absolutely kinda, both ways, yeah. both ways on how to coach and lead and um, communicate, and um, I, I thoroughly enjoy the coaching. Yeah. Um, I'm an assistant coach. Um, and um, I get to learn from great coaches around me. I get to contribute and feed into kids' lives and um, um, you know, help them get better at something I love. You know, I've always done since about sixth grade playing basketball. And so, awesome. um, you know, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me you know, endurance, persistence, grit. Um, and uh, that, bleeds into, um, that bleeds into the work life as well. And I always love hiring folks that play the sport or a team sport because it helps you be many times the sport that you're in when you're younger or in college. You have to learn to be a good team player, to be sacrificial, to help your team out. And so I love hiring folks that have a, you know, a sports background or a, a team background. It doesn't have to be basketball, but... Um, help keeps a good culture. Help keep a good culture, and they're just good... Typically, they're... If it, they're good team players. Uh, some of my, you know, some of my uh, best employees are folks that have um, played a sport. Is there um, anything you could teach this guy in basketball? <laughs> How's his form? What's your form? My shot? Yeah. Probably top five ugliest forms, top but five. it goes in. Well, you know what? We teach. It it's in. called beef, right? Balance, eyes, elbow, follow through. You know, we just. I actually need. I actually need that. It's an ugly shot. <laughs> we're gonna get some. We gotta get some games. I remember watching it as a kid. I remember games. listening as a kid to this cassette tape. This guy would talk about shooting for him. It was beef, balance, eyes, elbow, follow through. And so I've always remembered that. 
Yeah. We definitely need to get some games going. I'd yeah, love sure. to. Sods versus uh, Sods versus Secure Strike. Oh yeah, uh, yeah man. We got some players. We got a couple of that. You that think play. you can put a five together? Sure. We got <laughs> five. We got it might be. Uh, it might be. Uh, uh, men and women basketball team, but that's all right. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Hey, we have a we have a lady. I always love uh, busting her chops on it. We have a lady that, that works for us. That's in our sales. Uh, she was a thousand point shooter or scorer oh, wow. in, wow. in high school, so I always see. Yeah, have you fun guys will probably win with that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she's, she's got a foul shot. So yeah, I'm a put shooter. her to the line. Yeah. So who's the guy that had 13 threes? Well, that's Isaiah behind the camera. man. 13 in a row. Or 13 in a row, had, man. That's crazy. You just have level. to get in his head. The kid behind Talk the camera. Him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll know what show you get into next. Talk about AI. You can talk a little bit about AI if you want to, you know, segment that. Every part. time I go, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert at AI. Everyone around me is using it. I've yet to create an account with ChatGPT or anything like no that. ChatGPT. But um, at our like our Vistage group last month, um, one of the guys that works for uh, Cargus, who does oh, like, yeah, software yeah. and stuff, they yeah. um, he like they are using ChatGPT a little bit already to help them. So yep. we kind of did a presentation on that. And it's interesting to see all yeah. the. Some of our folks are using it for marketing. Uh, yeah. We have some folks creating scripts um, and just helping to do our job a little easier. Like I said, it's kind of like the the gold rush right now, you know, whatever it was, 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just a lot of people jumping on board to figure out how uh, to best use this. Um, and there's just, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and I think every company is is trying to figure it out, how to best use it. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a ton of use cases right now for cybersecurity, mm -hmm. and there'll be other industries that'll be affected by it. Um, it'll, you know, I, what I've read and and uh, the podcasts I've listened to, you know, the the computing power is not quite there yet uh, for to be able to do the big things that AI is is um, to do. So yeah. that, you know, we still think we're six to eight years out on computing power and. Um, once that computer power comes on on board, man, the, the type of problems we'll be solving will, will be incredible compared to what we're doing with it right now. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's just an interesting time where industries will, will be shifting. Maybe some will go away. Um, many will look differently. Yeah. And uh, that's great. You just we're gonna have to evolve, evolve with it, it and yeah. and um, you know see where it goes. Go, yeah. I feel like That's people, okay. I feel like with social media, people are so quick to like get scared about that. Like, also with like some of the events we go to, we see like all these new, like, robots technically of, like, yeah. that they're doing jobs for people. But like, it also causes more uh, opportunity for people because there's going to be someone who needs to run the machine and know yeah. how to run it. So, yeah. can't, can't be afraid of uh, moving change. to the car and away from the, the horse and buggy. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things that. Um, People had businesses. The typewriter, that poor industry is is dead for the most part, <laughs> and uh, computers and are uh, you know ha have taken over. So there's going to be shifts, and um, you know you can either run from it or you can uh, embrace it and try to you know see where it, it fits within your organization. I mean I don't know what it will do with you guys, but you know who knows? Maybe you'll yeah. be predicting copper prices and nickel prices. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe help our inventory. Help some so, inventory. Helps help inventory. Yeah, who knows? For sure. I think, but that is a good point. Like, it just kind of has to. We have to let it evolve before we're 
we're going to use yeah, it. Yeah, or mess up a lot. You yeah. know, get in there, get your hands dirty, mess up, you know, mess up, and um, and uh, just see where it fits within inside of your uh, your line of business or your organization, and and yeah. uh, keep adapting with it. But there's just a ton of opportunity with it. Yes, sir. To kind of go um, off topic, we're all 20 and 21 years old. Um, what advice would you give yourself um, when you were our age, if you could? Wow, I mean, you know, I've, been, I've, I've, honestly, I've been asking myself that question. You know, and same with like, hey, what, what will my, because I'm 48, what will my 58 year old self, you know, if he could come back and talk to me right now, like, what would he, what would he say to me? And, um, you know, I. Like I said a little earlier, I alluded to it was just like not be afraid to make mistakes and uh, for growth. Um, you know, I started the company. <clears throat> I just wish I would have started the company sooner than what I did. I wish I would have just uh, not been worried about um, you know what it would look like if I failed. That was probably my biggest thing starting out the company is I did not want to fail. I was so scared and afraid of failing, and no one wants to, but. Um, if I if I'm talking to you or my son and you know just don't wait um, if you've got something that you're you're willing to do and, and uh, you have a dream like I, I don't talk about tomorrow we'll talk about in, in a couple of years you know, get a, get a plan in place is this if this is your final place I mean you have a ton of opportunity working here with Dan he's gonna give you a lot of freedom and um, you're you're learning a ton and um, talks very proudly of you guys in our meetings and um, I would just say just you know if you've got a if you got something you want to run after uh, don't wait till you're 30 and uh, try to get a plan in place put people around you um, one thing I've learned is is um, reading a book I think it's by Dan Sullivan it's called um, who not how instead of asking how am I going to do this how am I going to do this who can you put around you that can help you, um, help you uh, uh, meet your dreams or, or to fix your problem. And it's many times you don't have time or the expertise on how you're going to fix that problem. But there are a ton of people out there that have already done it and that have uh, figured it out. Mm-hmm. And finding those people and surrounding yourself with those people uh, to help you along the way. Um, is more important than you know how it's going to be done because they're going to figure it out or they're going to know how to do yeah. that. And I think with your Vistage group and your peer groups, same thing. You have, you guys have a tremendous opportunity right now to learn from your peers yeah. and um, to really be open. To use like, our resources. Use your resources. Yeah. That's right, and they are resources for you. Your chair, your your leadership, your leader in that group. They're going to know people. Like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, I know a guy over here that can help you because he's that's what he does, and. It's like wow, that's what they do, man. Like, I've got so many moving parts in the company, and there's people in our company that, that are, have such incredible talent that, you know, if I did it, it would be I'd fumble all over the place, and I just don't have the time either. And these guys are—they specialize in this. They let, they have a passion for it. So, really, um, leverage your network. Don't be afraid to fail, and um, you're young, so. Like I said, you can fail a hundred times before you're 30, and you'll and, and it'll just make you better. I like how you mentioned that. I feel like a lot of people, as they get older, have a lot of regrets of what they wish they would have done. So yeah, that's of, uh, I, f- I forget the studies that are out there, but you know, people that are 
retired or dying or you know close to their death, they ask those questions like, "Hey, you know, um, if you, you know, what do you regret, or, or what if you could do things all over again? What you know, what what would you do differently?" And you know, just that the regret of um, you know, not being with family, the regret of of wishing they just would have not have been afraid to start um, to to execute on their dreams. So, it's yeah. definitely a big thing to think about. Kind of going with like um, using like using your connections and stuff, and having yeah. a good network. Um, I saw like on your LinkedIn, you have over, I think like over fifteen thousand um, connections and stuff on there. Yeah. Um, how? So I guess that's obviously really important to you. Kind of how did that it's help? Good, I mean, I've been doing LinkedIn for like I don't know, ten years easily. Yeah. You know, since it came out, I've been start. I've been using LinkedIn so. 15's great, but there's people out there with millions and, yeah. and hundreds of thousands. And so, um, but it is great to be able to leverage. I mean, obviously, 15, I don't, they're not 15,000 of my closest friends here. Yeah, yeah but it's just people you're <laughs> but, connected but with. But it's people you're connected with, and you can do a lot of crowdsourcing with that network, too. Yeah. And be like, hey, I'm dealing with this, or I got a, a problem, you know, and you can, you know, have a couple scenarios out there for them to choose from and either do like some type of pull and, and yeah. uh, you can learn a lot from your network and um, and then you yeah you, not just the feeds and uh, what they're what they're talking about but you can really be more intentional um, by pulling your network and so yeah, yeah. so sure. LinkedIn's one one avenue but, yeah, definitely um, we're all trying to build our LinkedIn's up right now okay yeah. for, for for the company here yeah, and, and yeah. personally we also we put personal stuff yeah Gil just started his up great so we're trying I tell to, every like if you want if you're starting out you have a resume that's great the resume um, you know your email maybe tailor, tailoring that a little bit to uh, the, the work that you're going after but I tell everyone graduating high school get a LinkedIn account that is your resume in many ways I, yeah. I know when I get a resume I'm typically I'll read through it and then I'll go out there and look at into social media and see you know if it jives and LinkedIn should probably jive with your resume mm -hmm. um, the things that you're interested in the certifications that you have the, the things you're affiliated with and um, you know it's a and then I always see what people are are commenting on and what kind of posts they're putting out there too so I'd also mm -hmm. be careful <laughs> things you put out there because uh, it could always come back it could yeah. always come back and uh, I always got that told to me yeah. Growing up, you never post nothing that you don't want to see in the future. Yeah. Because I heard like co like colleges can like absolutely just, just grab colleges something and jobs and just will use look it at against you. Absolutely, and I mean just keeping it professional on LinkedIn, and you know you have your other social media platforms to do you know more personal stuff, but you know, but you know I have plenty of um, you know connections mm -hmm. that are doing fun stuff on on there, but they tend to be more on the personal or more on the professional side of things so for sure but um i you know it's a great tool for um you know letting people know what you're doing and then um gives insight to others on on the things that you're interested in out you know outside of work as well mm -hmm. so the type of organizations that you're affiliated with uh, the passions that you have uh, yeah. so it's cool so yeah, that's cool well, is there any kind of um like any other passions or activities you kind of do other than coaching, yeah. being with the family, running the business? Yeah, uh, it takes up a lot of time, but uh, I would say more recently is just um, I've been turned on to um, a school in Haiti um, oh, you did that, talk about uh, that just 
it, it lost its funding back in in January, and um, from the the main uh, funding source. And uh, a gentleman I, I know picked that picked that funding back up and um, presented the opportunity to me to to help out. And so it's a school of about 130 kids, um, all um, K through sixth grade, mm -hmm. and um, just um, just a lot of opportunity to to help with the schoolyard, with the um, with the education, with with um, the church that's down there, and uh, so it's been something that it's kind of been um, put in front of me as an opportunity, and so I've been down there once already, and then uh, in May we're going to go back down, and we're going to clean up the soccer fields, put some um, playgrounds nice. in, put a fence around it, work with some water. The, that's why I love what you guys are doing. I mean, you go to a, you go down to Haiti and there's just so much junk everywhere. And it's so, um, so much pollution. And you guys, you, know, you contain it, you figure out how to, to resell it, to reuse it. And, um, you know, there's just, the water is, you can't drink the water down there. And, um, yeah, it really is. And so you just have a lot of like plastic as well that they just look almost like the sun-kissed boxes that you, they drink the water and they just throw it out. And um, so trying to help um, give them clean sources of water as well. So that's something I've been, um, become more passionate about and want yeah. to get more involved in. And um, Yeah. But, that's cool. Um, so we talked with, um, with like one of the leaders of the, one of the chamber of commerces that we're involved with she we had her on for a dumpster talk and she was just talking like the importance in her life about volunteering and stuff that it kind of just um it does something good for the brain really like yeah. it just makes you feel good and yeah 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 and looking outside of yourself i mean it's really easy to become um self-absorbed and what was me on your day-to-day -day yeah. problems and then when you but when you're helping other people out that are in need um, in greater need too it's just like wow I have so much to be thankful for and mm -hmm. uh, you know um, it yeah it gives you more purpose and, and meaning and, yeah. and uh, especially in this country where you have so much we have so many resources and so many opportunities to give back and um, so it's I think Secure Structs has helped me um, you know it took a little while but it's given me a little more freedom to uh, yeah. to be able to of time and resources to, to help organizations out, especially this one in particular. So, cool. Awesome. Yeah. You have anything well, you want to ask us, or you guys have any last questions? I think I had everything. Yeah, I'll, I just, I'll just say I really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we, when we met or we started talking about this um, a couple of weeks ago at that Steve Wozniak yeah. uh, yeah. event at the High Center. Um, I just came up to you guys and just like, hey man, I love watching you guys do. Um, I love your podcast. I, you know, just I, I love what Dan's doing. And, you know, I look, I'm glad. You know, just it uh, it's great to watch you guys take this on and and do this. Like, there's no bosses around here. It's just you guys running this, and uh, you, I'm sure you'll edit and do your thing. And um, so, I just I love the vibe. I love the dumpster. Thank you. Appreciate, uh, that. appreciate yeah. that. Thank you it's for a, taking it's the time. It's a great vibe, man. Because come visit is us. there anyone else doing a dumpster talk? Do you guys I mean, know? I don't know. I think we kind of we became the dumpster talk guys. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah, man. This is great. So, yeah. I you know I didn't know what I could contribute because I'm in a whole different industry. But oh, this was great. Um, it's been a good. We made one. the offer. I was like, what the heck, man? 
Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, if this makes if this makes production great, if it doesn't, I don't care. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> make production. But it's great to yeah. it's great just to meet you guys and see what Dan's doing. Like, and uh, whenever he had his tour here, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to make it with the Vistas group. Oh, and yeah. now, uh, so him giving me a, a quick tour is like, wow, this place is uh, you got a lot going on. That's yes, great. Sir. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming in, man. We you appreciate bet. it. Out. Yes. You have a good one. Done. Yes, thank sir. you guys for watching. Gil. Oh, that was bad. Oh, man, bring it in. Oh, come on. No, no. This we got to so do better. Gotta do better. <laughs> there we go. We're working on his handshake. Work. All right. Good. We'll thank see you guys, guys on the next one. Thank you, guys.